The tortoise and the hare experience is getting ready to start up in three, two, one. Hey, this is Johnny from Something Strange. Uh, I'm with the uh, the tortoise and the hare, and we're about to enter the experience. But first, you're listening to When We Were Young. Hair experience. We have a jam-packed show. Tons of guests to uh, get acquainted with. Um, as always, now correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys have not been in the experience before, correct? Never. No, we haven't. Okay, perfect. Um, this is going to be fun. So we always like to start off with. An experience, and Max always likes to share first to lead us into the way. So go ahead, Max. What experience are we going to share today? I like to. I'm just usually forced into this situation, but I will share my experience. So uh, this past weekend, I was doing two events. One was for St. Jude's, which I'm a a big supporter of. Uh, we raised $30,000 for the St. Jude's uh, Children's Research Hospital. 
and uh, it was called uh, The Hotness of Halloween, held at Madame Tussauds uh, Wax Museum, which was super cool. You know, there's like a lot of people there. There was like, um, you know, wax. Who knew? Wax figures. And, um, you know, people all dressed up. And there was a theme that was supposed to be Halloween, um, like cowboy. So everybody's supposed to come as a cowboy or, you know, in that kind of a theme. I took it upon myself to dress as a um, saloon girl that has been murdered and shot a hundred times and have bullet holes and blood gushing out of my face. So, you know, because <laughs> that's, that's the extreme that I have to go to. And, um, you know, SAG had, we're on strike. So SAG sent out a post that we were not to dress in anything that had to do with some of the films that are, you know, out now that we're not allowed to promote. So, um, I, I can't name the names, but there's very popular movies out where a lot of the girls right now are dressing in these outfits. And a ton of these girls showed up in these outfits and they weren't supposed to. So that was the first off-putting thing of the night. And then when I was leaving the event, which was about a four, four or five hour event, um, I walked downstairs with all my people and there were autograph hounds out on Hollywood Boulevard waiting for me. And which I totally don't mind. I love, you know, I love the fans as you know, both of you know, and, and you love and turtle your fans as well. Um, but they came up and they're like, Max, Max, can you sign this? And I'm happy to do that. But they had a stack of pictures, a stack, like each one of them had a stack of pictures. So it was $500 a piece. And I'm like, guys, um, I'm going to be tomorrow in at this other place signing, you know, where I sell, you, you know, the photos and pictures and everything. And, you know, please come out there. And they're like, oh, great. Yeah. And in the meantime, here's more for you to sign. <laughs> like, but, but in that yeah. instance, like, you, you just have to say, I'm only signing one. You know, I, you, you don't have to I, sign them all. Yeah, that's it. You got to put your, I mean, there's a boundary. That's like abuse in that case. It's like, well, you're going to give me a video that? of uh, Keanu Reeves. And he's like getting mad and he's. He's slammed or scribbling on somebody's poster and, and then, and and you can't blame them because sometimes these people, you know, again, you want to please people, but then they're selling them. They're using. Yes, they are. No, those guys are paparazzi. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. They're not in a, in a way. But can you imagine somebody walking up to Max and going, wait, unless they're giving him to 500 kids in St. Jude's hospital, then it's for the. Yeah, that's not what they were doing. <laughs> they were on the boulevard, like, you know, you know, and, and they had waited all night and it was like, there was a lot of celebrities there. Why was I the only one who had the autograph hounds? Well, I mean, come on, you're gorgeous. That's why. There you go. Stop it. Stop it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> But now I want my five hundred dollars. Yeah, but you I can. Mean, you what you guys could do is go ahead and donate to St. Jude five hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Or you could donate to the Tortoise in the Hare Experience on Enter the Shell. There is a donate button. See it in your left hand corner up there. Please feel free to donate at any time because Turtle and I we do this out of the love, the love, the givingness. Of our hearts for all of you to enjoy our amazing guests. Speak for yourself, Max. I do this to meet cool people. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you for having us. This is amazing. Yeah, truly, we're grateful and we're honored. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and backdrop like he does. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. This, this, oh, yeah. this backdrop only costed me like uh, half a million dollars. So. There you go. <laughs> 
I bought a home and this came with it. So I was like, I was like, I like that backdrop. I'm like, that's my studio <laughs> backdrop. So, um, yeah. This th- one found in an alley. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think I, I, I inherited it from a girlfriend that moved out at some point. That, that's cool. I've been looking for something like that, actually, to kind of break up my studio because it's a kind of an open space studio. Where, yeah. And so I've been kind of. Change the room. Yeah. Definitely. Um, let's go into my experience, unless you guys want to feel frisky and sh- and feeling like sharing one. Dumb. Okay. Um, it, it, you know what? Getting older is weird, and only because your fashion tends to change. And this week, I got invited to a wedding of one of my dearest friends it's it's weird how sometimes you and a a friend will meet have great experiences and then he joined the army he left and then i just he you know when you join the military you just kind of fall off the face of the earth uh for a good for a good reason um and then he came back and it was like four years later I'm at a, I'm at, uh, I'm at, I'm, I'm in Pasadena. I'm watching, it was the Cure and the Deftones and the Pixies playing at Seco Arroyo out there. And I run into him. And ever since that, that concert, we, we, you know, we palled up again. And now he's getting married. He invited me to his uh, wedding. And so I'm looking at my closet, right? And I'm just like, what, man, what, what can I wear? But, there's still the kid in me in, in fashion, you know, and I think that's a good thing because you got to have kind of that innocence uh, with you. Um, and so I saw my tuxedo T-shirt, which I break out every now and then. And I, and I, I need – what was that? Is it orange? No, no, no. It's, a, it's black. It's black and white. It's a tuxedo T-shirt, you know. And I'm like, I'm like I think I could get away – with wearing this you know it's fun it's fashionable it's playful and i mean max you've been married like a thousand times right so if you were to see anybody in a tuxedo t-shirt at your wedding thank you very much (laughs) but if you were to see somebody in a tuxedo like me you you would would you be mad because i mean i mean get it i get it it's 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 a wedding it's it's the bride's day the groom's day but when you invite a guest you kind of know what you're getting into right i mean did you wear a jacket over said tuxedo i'm I'm thinking about it yes i mean it's this weekend so i've been i've been looking at jackets i have a purple jacket that i want to wear doesn't it already look like a tuxedo doesn't it already look like you're wearing a jacket It, it does but the jacket would just kind of like I got you. Listen, you need to find yourself a cool hat and bring a cane. <laughs> and just wear the T-shirt. So I got a cane you can borrow. Are you decked up? Well, you're comfortable. You're wearing a T-shirt. I have been having feet problems, so the cane would actually just be more. Oh, yeah. Sure. My grandfather's cane. Oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> got an elephant, too. Yeah, but you guys are very stylish guys. Do you still have that innocence in you in your fashion? Oh man, I just wear whatever I think looks fun. I like colors though, so I don't. I, I do. Johnny gets a little. He's like, ah, we're not going to wear that. I bought. I, I ordered uh, so some creative. gold and silver pants from China online. Beautiful tie fitting, like show your ass really nicely and all that. And he's like, no. <laughs> so I'll wear them. I know. And you know, he definitely has the kid in him. I, I'm, I don't know. I used to create clothes and just go all out and just be so, you know, rebellious. And then it just, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's got like, I do like colors definitely now. Like just like, you know, this orange hat, you can't get me out of it. Even in bed. <laughs> So, um, Alex or Johnny, which one of you guys want to go next and share an experience? Go ahead, Alex. Oh, uh, an experience. Well, uh, let's see. Can we get dirt? Of course. But, uh, the, the more dirtier, the better, guys. Today was a beautiful 
Hey, man, uh, I woke up uh, to my wife's hand on my junk, giving it a nice stroke. But that's the way a marriage should be, right? You guys got to love each other. And really woke up from this dream he was having. Right? Oh, yeah, and I woke up. <laughs> no, actually, experience. Um, well, let's see. I mean, God, man, I feel like every single moment is an experience from day to day and from moment to moment. It could be. You know, I think in reality, I know y'all want to hear a story, but I'm going to preach to you for a second. The truth is, this present moment is the gift we're all given, because this is all we have. The past is gone and the future is unknown. So I feel like uh, every moment is awesome, unless I'm taking a shit and it's taking too long. That's not a good time. Um, but I'll say... Um, I actually got to spend time with my whole family. They all came out. Uh, about a month when was that august 4th and it was awesome man just hanging with the family but i do remember my daughters there's uh i got six kids just so you know now but um they were like freaked out about dresses and what to wear this that and the other so i will say if you're looking for a suit go downtown la because that's where we got all their dresses it still wasn't cheap but it's a lot cheaper than going to let's say the men's warehouse um, anyway, the freak out, like if they look good or not. I mean, I remember being 14, but damn, man, I didn't remember being that stressed out about looking too fat or, you know, I, I, you know, and the thing about that is I know girls are under a lot more pressure as you're obviously you can attest to the pressure of society that is put upon women to really like we're you're both reared and objectified. You know what I mean? And it's uh, the reverence of just humanity put upon women. Y'all got to bleed every month. My God, if I had to have red moments every month, I'd freak the fuck out, truthfully. But um, anyway, that was the experience that I had. I mean, I don't know if you guys can attest to that. Did you have a crazy childhood as you grew up as a, a young lady? I had a very crazy childhood. First off, I've, I've been an actor since I'm seven. So oh, me too, since I was eight. Yeah. So it's, you know, I'm expected to look a certain way all the time for the rest of my life. Never age, never, you know, go outside of the box ever. And, um, you know, because of the amount of work that I've done and the different types of of things that I've done from film to TV to modeling to music, I have different categories of fans and, and agents and, you know, people who watch my weight. Um, right. And actually at, at a point in my life when I was working for Playboy, they would put me on a scale naked in a room with like 50 people there. And measure me and, you know, and berate you for your weight. And, you know, I, I'm almost 5'8". Yeah. I guess that's the show business part of it, you know. And I, when I started thinning my hair and going bald, oh, my gosh, I got, like, all kinds of questions. Like, why did you cut your hair? Like, I didn't fucking cut my hair, man. I shaved my head because I'm... Going bald, and I don't want to look like a bald ass. I don't. If I grow it out now, I'll look like Krusty the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a good one. Hey, I might just do that. <laughs> and uh, what about you, uh, Johnny? Uh, what experience would well, you like? I'm not to, bald. Okay. I mean, I have. No. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all there, but um, uh, you know, my experience. <laughs> Um, okay, so, uh, you know, I, I was in a band with my brother, um, you know, that's what brought me out to California. I have a twin brother, identical. Max, you've met Justin, right? Um, and, you know, like, he was my partner in crime. I mean, we, you know, we, we did a lot together, but we were definitely... You know, any friends that were around us were like, dude, don't let them get in a fight with each other. You know what I mean? Like, because that's still to this 
Yay. Um, but we love each other, you know, and, and our relationship is really great now. But, you know, we had a loss. Um, we were 14. Our father, who raised us from a year and a half old, we call him, and we called him our dad. Um, wasn't our biological father, but he passed away. And, um, you know, it's pretty crazy at the time when I think about, you know, um, him moving on, you know, and never seeing him again, right? Um, but it, it affects me more now as my brain has developed in such a different way. And, um, but, you know, my brother and I moved to California and we, you know, obviously we continued music and, um, but man, I had, you know, I was never really not, not like super heavy into the songwriting and expressing myself. And my brother was more like, he found that niche really fast and um, I remember wanting to be involved, but I was more on the, the producing side of the music. But I had these reoccurring dreams, and it's it's helped me. And then meeting Alex and us writing together and just really has helped me express and bring out my suitcase full of stuff. But I had this reoccurring dream, and this is my experience, um, where my dad, like, and what's weird is he was never, he didn't live in the house that I had the dream in. Um, and I had the dream multiple times. So again, that's what the crazy part of us is the same dream that happened multiple times. Um, but I would went down into the basement. I, I, either I heard him or I heard a noise or something and I opened up the dryer and he's like in the dryer, like crunched up, you know, with his knees crunched up and he's like, Hey, shh. you know? everything's going to be all right. Just don't tell anybody I'm down here. And it was like our little secret that he was in the, in the dryer. Um, now I don't listen. I have studied that. I've told Alex about it. I've thought about that, that dream that just kept happening multiple times. Like why, why did I have that dream? Was it, you know, um, was he reaching out to me? And it's really helped me believe in later in life, you know, the afterlife. And Alex and I write about this stuff. Um, you know, multiple, you know, songs we have touch on, on these moments. Um, and I've never had it again. And I, one of our favorite songs, which, you know, we didn't send you, but it's on the album that I gave Max. It's called, Hey, it's me. Um, that really, that, that song is completely about that moment of, this, you know, afterlife, like someone who just never, not, I shouldn't say never believed, but didn't even think about that. And then this person reaching out, convincing you that this afterlife completely exists. Now, all of these other entities are coming out and you're just trying to get to that one that now you've, you believe in it and you're like knocking down walls and you're just getting bombarded by all these other entities that, you know, aren't, aren't the person you want to talk to or, or get to. Um, or the, but they do teach you whether you like it or not. Made you believe. I mean, it made me. Yeah. So that was my experience. I think it's opened up so many doors for me. Um, especially in expressing my feelings. Um, Alex knows I usually tell people how it is. Um, is that always a thing? I don't know. <laughs> but No, um, it's great, man. People know where they stand with you. That's the best policy, man, always. Yeah. I mean, that was my experience of my father reaching out. I'm sure he's made some other, you know, contact times, but, I mean, nothing that I can think of at the moment. But that was definitely the one major one that has it's really interesting that he reached out through the dryer because that's an, actually not an uncommon thing for after, afterlife um, because that represents the circle. It's a spinning cycle mm. and it takes you from one point back to another. So it's always, you're always safe within that and you're always going to be in that circle with him. I never thought about it like that. That's wow. Awesome. That's why I get the big bucks. Yeah, that's pretty. 
(laughs) (laughs) And to be fair, it blows a lot of hot air, much like uh, Max. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) This is the experience, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, Welcome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ten years. Right. Ten years, still going strong, even after like a five-year break. <laughs> Have you guys experienced something like that? Where, where I mean, the only reason we, me and Max, kind of split for a bit, clearly medical reasons and stuff like that. She had to go, you know, get all you know medical stuff stuffed up. Um, but, but have you guys ever experienced a hiatus? Sounds weird. Medical stuffed. <laughs> I didn't get medical stuffed up. Thank you very much. Well, I'm a very technical person, so. But has has that happened with you guys? Uh, have you guys gone on a, a long hiatus or anything like that? Uh, I mean, this past couple of years have been pretty crazy. I have a daughter who has holopress encephaly, so I have disappeared for months at a time just because, you know, she's dying every. One time she died and was revived about nine times in one day. So, yeah, we've gone through that separation, but not out of like, oh, fuck you, fuck you. More out of like, dude, I can't, I got to like take care of what I got to take care of, you know. I love Johnny, man. He's my brother. So regardless, even if, even if uh, we didn't ever, even if we just stopped doing something strange, I know and he knows we'd call each other and still write music together. Regardless, just because you find a person that you connect with on a level that reaches to the universe and touches on every muse that is out there in that respect. And the flow is just so it just flows like we've literally written a full song in the matter of half an hour and then recorded and done everything. And then, of course, Johnny spends all day the next day <laughs> up and doing whatever. But. The bottom line is it's it's literally that easy. So, and it's a joy. Like it's not like even when he's bitching at me to read it. Come on, that's not you're you're flat. I'm like that's not flat, man. It's the way I like it. Okay, well anyway, just do it this way. So we just it's fun because it it is finding that someone like you two probably push each other to to overachieve and just get better every time. I imagine. No, no, I we. we <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> it's but it's but it you know what I always consider it like very, uh, like we have a very sunny and shared thing where of course yeah. I'm share and you know she's sunny clearly. <laughs> well, that's just it though. I mean, you push each other whether it's may not be uh, conventional, but there's still a drive that makes you do this in that respect. That's what I mean. It's that. No matter what, you guys push each other to accomplish this show in that respect. Yes. And, and it actually is entertaining because of the way you have your manner with one another, you know? I think. I mean, just I'm getting to, I'm enjoying hanging in with y'all and just watching y'all do your thing. <laughs> Even though I keep butting in. <laughs> I know. We what the hell? To I'll tell you right now, we didn't know what to expect at all. So this That's is great. true. <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what we're going to do, guys. Um, we're going to talk real quick, Tears for Fears. Um, okay. uh, I-, I know you guys did a cover, and Tears for Fears is one of those strange bands to me, and, and-, and I'll tell you why. I-, I feel that they don't get enough credit, and th- they're one of those bands where you're like, oh, yeah, Tears for Fears, and then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, I like the song. Oh yeah, yeah. I like the time. And then before you know it, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I like like all their stuff, and and you just forget about like them in general, uh, you know. And um, what was it about, or or what is, what's your philosophy towards Tears for Fears, and why the song? I could say something about that real quick. So, um, because I spent a lot of time with that song, man, and you know we. You know, we choose, I mean, we first started by releasing, you know, a, a remake of, of Don't Come Around Here No More, a Tom Petty song. And that was an idea that I, you know, that my brother said to us, you know, like, 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 dude, I think you guys should do a Tom Petty song. So we started by like, you know what? 
nobody really knows who we are. We wrote all these songs, but, you know, we probably need to put something out that maybe people are familiar with and they can attach to us, you know, and make it a little easier. Um, and, you know, our a keyboard player, this, this guy Richard who plays with us, is the one who brought up Tears for Fears. I think you guys should do this song. And, you know, I obviously we all knew the song. We, we, we heard the song many times before. But, man, breaking that song down, thinking it was going to be the easiest song, and I was like, man, this sounds just too easy, you know? Plus, like, I'm not kind of, I can't, this guy sings totally. I was trying to hit some of the notes, and I was like, I mean, I was hitting them, but I was like, why are we redoing this? And Johnny's like, no, do it deep, do low, go do our register. And I was like, oh, praise God, because I don't want to fucking deal with this shit. My balls but are already... He does up. sing. He sings fairly low in the, in the track, but then he goes the up. older brother does. Um, but, you know, I'll tell you, that was not an easy song. That was not an easy song. There has been way easier songs. That Gallup beat, playing the parts... You know, for a consistent, and those guys, I mean, you know, they were synthesizer guys, but, um, I started to open up and watch videos, which I'm so happy because that song turned me on to learn more about that band and yeah. learn more about the musicianship and what those guys had to offer. And they were, they are so talented, yeah, so yeah. talented. And, you know, and what's weird is because I listened, like I said, I listened to that song and I was like, man, it just seems so easy. And it was not. <laughs> Isn't one of them married to Chrissy Hine from The Pretenders? I mean, I don't know if that ever came up when I was maybe. I think, I think. One of them. It. <laughs> oh, trivia. <Yeah. laughs> but I love the song and got this such as nursery rhyme and this revolving thing that happens throughout the whole song that really just, I mean, think about that beat. It's the same beat, but for some reason th they made that beat not get, wasn't boring. It wasn't yeah. like, even though it's so repetitive and it just doesn't stop. It's like a loop. Yeah. I mean, keeping the simplicity of a song is some, it actually is the hardest thing. Because you start writing and you just write a book. Editing is the hardest part because you get attached to these words and you're like, ah, but that's a cool line. I don't, that's the, and then you just have to say, fuck it. Let's just try it without and then let's cut back. You know, they keep it simple, stupid. Give it a kiss. Always. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And solo, the guitar solo on that track, man, like, I, I, I did everything to recreate the original vibe that he had. And it was like, just what a great player. What a great player. You know, he goes off in the end and it's like, he did his own thing. It was not very repetitive. It was definitely just these really cool, you know, emotional things. And I'm not really a solo guitar player, you know, but um, I hope I did it justice. You know, again, I've never really wanted to be that, that that thing i i love just playing and having you know, like you know emotional moments but not like look at me i'm in the limelight you know playing it was never that i was never that uh player um uh, you know i think what's something strange is you know really about are our vocals you know me and alex singing together you know we want to perform that live and we want people to walk away going those dudes can sing together also wow. Our, our live show is, you know, you hear the album and it's, um, our live show is a little bit heavier. It's like more rock and roll in all honesty. It's, it's more rock and roll. I mean, we sound like the album, but there's, uh, elements, the grittier guitars and the growling basses that are, are not in the, uh, album, so to speak, you know, which I love. I love it because yeah. the end is more polished like the the mix is more polished as opposed to the live show you're going to get the volume on the guitar you're going to get the volume on the bass you're like he's saying you know it's a different sound live which is great because we want people to see our live show we'll give you the record <laughs> we'll give it to you definitely and um do you guys have a website or any socials uh for people to connect with you 
yeah, somethingstrangemusic.com. And then, you know, nobody, you know, you're going to find us immediately on social media. S-U-M, the sum of all things. Yep. So it's spelled S-U-M-T-H-I-N-G, something strange. Very cool. And uh, let's go ahead and listen to that cover of Tears of Fears. Here's Everybody Wants to Rule the World right here on the Tortoise Hair experience. Um, interesting name of the track. Everybody wants to rule the world. I don't, for one. <laughs> what about you guys? Uh, do you guys want to rule the world? No. That job sucks. Can you imagine? <laughs> Lord, <have mercy. laughs> I'm working on it. That was okay. I believe it. We'll happily, we'll happily uh, supplicate to you, Max. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> you're already ruling this world back, so you're you're on to something. But hey, fun fact on that. 
did you guys know? Because I figured this out when I was digging down that rabbit hole of uh, Tears for Fears, but they had a version called Everybody Wants to Run the World. Oh, okay. No, did not know that. Yeah, but fun fact on that. Now, who knows? I don't know. Maybe we could go in, but we're just going to listen to what Google has to say and the media. But was it a ploy? Was it, was it, did they want more attention on the song? Did the label decide everybody wants to rule the world is too political? Or did they just straight up do it because there was like an Olympic campaign or a runner runner thing because they did a whole new video and in the video it wasn't it was all like runners like in a competition mm. um and yeah fun fact go look it up everybody wants to run the world and you can hear it in the song and the the, the song is slightly different where they have these horns in the chorus and there's no horns in that in the, in the original track um Everybody wants to run the world. They have this really weird horn section and you can hear it's just like right when it gets to rule, it's just like it was punched in. Run. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, what I find interesting is you guys still have a CD, which is amazing in this day and age. But what made you want to have physical media in, in the days of streaming and clouds and whatnot? It's just a souvenir. I mean, literally, it's a calling. It's why do people still have business cards? You know, that's really all that is. In that respect, at least if they have a gift like that, they at least maybe they'll go listen. Maybe they won't. But at least they can see the the pretty picture in the front and whatever. And you know, sweet coaster, you know, on your coffee table. There you go. It'll work for that. Or you can use it as a Frisbee with the dog or whatever. Max, look how cool it is. Do you have the difference? Very cool. Yeah. Look at that. That's very, very cool. <laughs> yeah. Johnny did that artwork, actually. Very cool. I I love a CD. Um, I love a physical copy because it reminds you to pick it up and play it, you know. Um, so often we have files of music and, you know, libraries of music, and you don't think about the songs, but... If this is sitting up on my shelf over here, and I, I look at it, I'm going, oh, I want to I hear them today. You know, it just reminds you automatically to pick it up and play it, even though I don't actually have a CD player. Case in point. <laughs> what is funny because I hear that very often is that, you know, when we, you know, it's fun to be able to give that CD and say, hey, you know, look, we put a lot of work into into this album. We thought of the artwork. We, we we thought of the font on the back of it. You know, we had a we we called a company. We had it pressed. We waited for it. We got the box of CDs. The whole experience, you know. Um, and now we're giving it to you for free. We're like, here, we want you to have this. We worked really hard, and it's so crazy because we we you know, I just had a conversation with somebody the other day. It was like a week ago, and um. And it got brought up that, you know, they had gotten signed and, you know, and, and this label and then they released all their music and it went into all these record stores. And then all of a sudden it just like did nothing. And you know what my question was? Do you ever think about where all those CDs went that were throughout the whole country in all those record stores when those places closed? Where did it all go? The dumpster. No, the dumpster. no way. <laughs> It went off to some third world country where they still have that media. Maybe so. You're right. Yeah, that's a possibility. I, I know this for for somewhat of a fact. Okay, and um, because my me and my brother we like have a huge CD collection, and my brother's collection is like like the size of Max's like room, literally that much. <laughs> and he finally got rid of it because he moved it all to digital. He Literally got the CD, transposed it, and and ripped it, or whatever, whatever the the the, the words are. And um, I was like, okay, so what do you what'd you do with the CDs? He's like, believe it or not, I sold them online, and it literally went to like these third world countries that like don't really have internet or anything. They still use physical media. He's like, I sold all of them. I'm like, oh my god, that's crazy. I I can't part with my stuff because I'm I'm not a I'm not I'm not a um, I maybe. 
like I have to touch it. Like you know what I mean? Like it, like I bought this, you know. So I'm one of those kind of guys where it's like I have tactile. To... You're a tactile human. Yeah, I am. And it's digitized. They were digitizing uh, yes, the digitized. CDs. Yes. <laughs> I think the thing, you know, that's that's going to be a rough one. You know, obviously, you see this next generation. Um, you know, the easier the easier things get, the more people just. I feel don't really care about it enough, right? So, like, when you put so much work into something, you know, even when you think, like, me as a, a, you know, in production, I think, you know, shit, man, there was a lot of money spent on tape to record on tape. And then now it's like you hear things that have that tape warmth, and you're like, wow, I really, really love that, that even like a tube amp and anything like that. It's like, oh, I love that, but it is much easier digitally now. Right. I mean, and that's the hardest part is that you got another generation coming that they don't know any better. It's like, they may not even know it. So again, I don't know if CDs are ever going to be like records because obviously a record is much different. It's much different. I mean, I'm not saying the same amount of work has been put into it, but like you're talking something that is, you know, um, could have so many different compartments to it, right? A record could open up three different ways. It could have, you know, it's huge, it's big. I mean, I, I get record collections. CD collection is is it's definitely out there for me. I I don't and I grew up with CDs. Definitely, it's also interesting to watch people uh, like kids these days because of the AI algorithms that are out there. When there is some kind of uh, flavor they enjoy, that's all they're bombarded with all the time. Like, that's that, 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 that. And there's no real um, opportunity for discovery, so to speak. I mean, unless it's been fed to them by that algorithm that is feeding them. Or unless they're listening to the tortoise and hare experience. Yes, that's it. (laughs) Or you make a fun TikTok video and it goes viral. That. <laughs> you got to see our videos that we make. We have a Alex plays a character. Do you want to show him the character? Oh yeah, Demetrius. Is, is Demetri around? Ah, uh, hiya, he's here. No, he's always there for you to play some music. But that's not Demetri. <laughs> Where's the wig? Oh, I don't have the wig. Oh, do I have the wig? Uh, I have to put my phone down for a minute and go get it. I'll go get it real quick, okay. you guys. While you so, play this. Let me just let me. I'll, I'll talk about Dimitri for a minute. So, okay. You know, what, we, do you want me to get the wig right now? Get it, man. Get the wig. Okay, hold on. All right, sit tight, um, fellas. And so, here's, here's the crazy, you know, generation thing. The generational, and we don't want to feel so old. I mean. Geez, we have a song called When We Were Young. I mean, it is definitely touching back like when you just didn't care. And I wish that, you know, I try to dip back into that that young, that young not caring. Just like you were talking about wearing the suit shirt, right? Like, you know, hey, just not care and be like, whatever. Um, but, you know, I, I try to find it with this the social media and the TikTok videos because, they're so important because it's relevant, right? Like, um, and one of, you know, our guy, you know, one of the guys part of something strange, um, you know, he really has studied, you know, way more into what TikTok and all these things have to offer. And he always tries to convince me, right? Cause I'm like, man, do we really have to put on the clown suit again, right? Do we really have to make like another one of these videos where, you know, we're trying to figure out how it's like, I got to dangle something in front of your face just to listen to our music. Right. And it's like, I, why do I have to, why, why do I have to trick you? I, I shouldn't have to trick you. Because, because you have to be down to clown. That's why. There you, that's great. <laughs> Love that. Down to clown, down to clown around. Um, you know, and, and so anyway, he's like, man, I wish you guys would go back to, you know, Dimitri the character that Alex has, has created. Um, and so, you know, cause we made these videos and it was fun. Alex brings a side out of me that I just normally wouldn't do stuff like that, but you know, because he's an actor and, and he lived that lifestyle for a long time, you know, he brings stuff out of me that again, you know, 
I definitely see the fun side in it. Um, but this Dimitri character, I mean, it's just so goofy and I get it. You know, I guess could it go viral? I don't know. You know what happened to Dimitri? My daughters took all those wigs over to our <laughs> the other house. So that's, uh, well, if you get a chance, go on our social media and you'll find videos of Dimitri. It's hilarious. You know, it's a blonde wig. He has it on backwards. You know, it looks like a receding hairline, like real far back. And, you know, Alex, he speaks fluent German. So go ahead, Alex. Hi, yeah, auf jeden Fall. Wir können das in Mythos, als Demetrius spielt. Und ich wollte mir sagen, dass der ganze Welt wird something strange. Und Max und das Tortoise und das Haugenschell spielen der ganze über. Weißt du, wie ich meine? I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Guys, for more information on the band, make sure, uh, log on to the internet. Uh, is it somethingstrangemusic.com? Yes. Check them out. There you're going to have all their social medias and follow them on the TikToks. Make sure to go like their videos. And for more information, always log on to entertheshell.com, uh, for more, um, fun. With the band. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. We truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, lastly, the song that we are going to hear is a world premiere. Okay? Yes. Always here. Let's talk a little bit about the song before we leave. It's essentially the spirit of life and love that is always there. Or the terrors that you dream in your sleep that are always there. Essentially, it's that we all have that same feeling we all share, that we know there's something more than what this life shows us physically. Whether you like it or not, everybody goes to sleep and they disappear from their own body. And you go to another place. Whether you dream or nightmare or whatever. Some people say they never dream. Well, that's because they're there already. But... I believe that's what we, the essence of it. But also, Michael Caruso worked with us on this too, and he's, he's another anatomy and physiology that is un, uh, uncharted, I would say. He's an uncharted he's definitely soul. A character. Yeah, he's the character. He's got a rock and roll mullet that'll kick ass on anything. Well, that's right? what a mullet is. Was it business in the front, party in the back, man? <laughs> For sure. A good fact about Michael Caruso, um, which, again, goes back to my my father. Um, He was, like, friends with my father, you know, at a young age. And now he's, like, in his 60s, and he's an amazing songwriter. And I tried so hard to get working with him, like, a year ago or even two years ago. And, you know, he doesn't like to leave West Hollywood. I don't know. I mean, I so anyway, we finally get him to the studio, and I'm just, like, so amazed that my dad has somehow brought this together again, you know, that this amazing, you know, he's an amazing writer. I totally wanted to step outside of the box, Alex and I, from what we, you know, not far out of the box, but just lyrically, we wanted to like maybe touch on something different. And, uh, man, this is, it's, it's awesome. We worked really hard together, the three of us and, um, super excited to come the 3rd of November, which is next Friday. Um, it is actually available now or this Friday. It's available for pre-save um, if people are doing that. I don't know. But anyway. It's called pre-listen. <laughs> That's the, the, the new fun word, the pre-listen. I'm like, how pre-listen. can I pre-listen? <laughs> I first have to listen in order to pre, you know. <laughs> it's goofy. <laughs> So, again, go out, check out the band. They have an album out. And um, all the, is, is even uh, the, the cover of Everybody Wants to Rule the World on there, too? Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not on the disc, but it's out. No. It's out. Yeah. We've got tons of other songs out. That That's just the only album we've released. But other than that, we've got another, I don't know how many, how we've got a ton of singles out online. Well, all we released the, that album, over, and, and then and then... We were told, like, yo, guys probably shouldn't have released the whole album. You know, uh, you probably should have released singles. And then we released, like, 15 singles after that, you know. (laughs) So, you know, you go to our profile on on any of the music pages, and you'll find tons of music from Something Strange, including the album that Max is holding. Um, All 
all streaming. It's worldwide. Hey, so. one fun fact. We did get offered to play the World Cup in Qatar. However, they were going to pay us to go and play, but they said there was no rooms to stay in. So you got to figure it out for yourself. And when we found out that, there were literally no rooms to rent. So we were going to have to, like, sleep on the floor of – actually, that could have been kind of fun, Johnny, actually, thinking about it. Oh, another thing to just throw in there, and this is a little – Pat on your back, Alex. You can pat mine, too. Um, we are nominated for Grammys. We're on oh, the yeah. Grammys. Two of our songs, two years in a row, have been on the Grammy ballot. Now, are we going to get a Grammy? Probably not. I mean, You never know. Trying to be negative, but, you know, but it's an amazing task to even get there. And we got this guy, David Chatfield, that we worked with that, you know, he's part of the uh, Academy and he gets the songs on, you know, on these uh, subjects. And one of the songs we have that's on there for to be voted on is uh, called Is Our Love War. Now, that song is on that album that Max holds, but the version that is um, actually up. Oh, it's know, the there. Julian Shea. Yeah, it's, it's done by Julian um, Shea Taylor. He's an amazing musician uh, from England. Um, I hope I, you know, he's somewhere from over, overseas. and But he lives here, and he's fantastic. He's probably the, one of the best remixes that we've ever had on any of our songs. And it just is super cool. I, I mean, I love it. I mean, this is my personal opinion. What he did just really made it kind of like a video game-ish really driving bass on that track. And that track was like kind of a softer ballad song is our love war. And now he's put it in such a cool controversial, um, you know, um, it was more, yeah, the message, the Ukraine war, really, that was kind of like, that it, that it gets voted on. I mean, we really hope so. All right, so uh, we have tons of Grammy people listening, so make sure to go vote for that. Max, you get the last say. Uh, another quick thing. My dear friend, Charlotte Gibson, is on this record. Oh, yeah. What? I have so much big, huge love. She is a big friend of the show as well for Turtle and I, and we love Charlotte as, you know, I've sung with Charlotte. We've done gigs together and and i adore her (laughs) (laughs) and on that note guys go check out something strange s-u-m thing strange music.com go check them out we are now going to leave with the song always here here it is right here on the tortoise and hare experience thanks guys To hear true love's a magic sound Feel you, feel my touch A loving frequency Whispered in your